feeling like you're juggling endless tasks from content to proposals and everything in between? And if just thinking about adding content marketing to your list overwhelms you even more, I've got something for you. Introducing the Ultimate AEC Content Marketing Starter Kit, your jumpstart to content marketing success. It's all about the four crucial decisions to clarify your plan and kickstart your content creation journey. I've walked your path since 2005, managing marketing and proposal deadlines. That's why I've crafted this kit to make your journey just a bit smoother. Let's face it, just getting started is often the hardest part, especially with new strategies. The Ultimate AEC Content Marketing Starter Kit leads you through those vital early steps. It's about getting growth clarity, understanding your dream audience, and turning your existing content into pure gold. Are you ready to jumpstart your content marketing game? Visit marketerstakeflight.com forward slash starter kit and snag your ultimate AEC content marketing starter kit. Let's conquer the content world one campaign at a time. Grab your starter kit now over at marketerstakeflight.com forward slash starter kit. Hey there, welcome to the Marketers Take Flight podcast. I am your host, Lindsay Diven, founder of Marketers Take Flight and the creator of the Proposal Pro course. I am obsessed with helping AEC marketers just like you put order back into the proposal process, create winning strategies, and build the confidence and courage to advance your career. Each week, I will be sharing tangible and tactical advice and inspiring interviews to fly through the proposal turbulence and have your career take off. So let's dive right in. Do you need to improve your go-no-go process or write better project descriptions or work on your time management skills? Maybe you need to hire another marketer and don't know where to begin. You're looking for a specific training tool or template to just get you started on your next initiative, but are having a hard time finding something that is specific to your AEC firm. Does this sound familiar? I hear you. I was you. And over the last decade, I have put together several resources specific to our industry. They are available to you inside the Marketer's Place. Marketer's Place is the place to find resources, tools, and bite-sized training. Everything is online and available instantly, so you can start making progress today. You can find it over at marketerstakeflight.com forward slash place. See what's available today and check back frequently as new tools are added. Again, Marketer's Place can be found at marketerstakeflight.com forward slash place. And that's place as P-L-A-C-E. Now on to our episode. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Marketer's Take Flight podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about a subject that I believe doesn't get mentioned enough in our industry. I'm also going to get a little vulnerable with you. I'm going to open up and share some of the feelings I've had in the past and sometimes still have today that I haven't really shared before. And I definitely haven't shared them on a national stage or in public, like on a podcast. And this is why I wanted to start a podcast. Sometimes you just need to talk through things for people to better understand and connect with you. And even though I've had the Marketers Take Flight blog for years and have written hundreds of articles, 
it's often much more difficult to talk about vulnerability, feelings, and mindset through the written word than it is to just talk about it. And so I just want to talk about it. I know that if I'm feeling these feelings too, that and having these thoughts run through my head, that somebody out there is having the same thoughts and feelings. And it's always nice to hear that you are not alone and someone else is going through or has gone through what you are feeling and thinking. So that's why I wanted to pause here today at the beginning of today's episode to give you this preamble of why I chose to talk about today's episode. The Marketers Take Flight podcast, while mostly will be about marketing strategy and proposal management, I also want to talk about the internal emotions, struggles, and psychological side of being a marketer, of being a working mom or dad, of being a professional in today's workplace environment. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, I'm going to talk about imposter syndrome. I'm going to share the textbook definition and then share what I really think it is, why some of us feel it and some of us maybe don't. And then I'm going to talk about some of my personal struggles with it and some specific times when I have felt like an imposter. Of course, I won't leave you hanging. I will give you some strategies to use when you are struggling with feelings of feeling like an imposter or the idea of imposter syndrome. Okay, so let's dig in. First, let's define what imposter syndrome is. So I looked it up, and according to Wikipedia, their definition is, imposter syndrome is a psychological pattern in which one doubts one's accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Despite external evidence of their competence, those experiencing this phenomenon remain convinced that they are frauds and do not deserve all that they have achieved. Individuals with imposterism incorrectly attribute their success to luck or interpret it as a result of deceiving others into thinking they are more intelligent than they perceive themselves to be. While early research focused on the prevalence of um, prevalence among high achieving women, imposter syndrome has been recognized to affect both men and women equally. So that was the Wikipedia definition. Here is kind of how I put it in my words. So to me, imposter syndrome is this. It's only in your head. You explain it to yourself that your achievements, your success, etc., is only a result of luck or being in the right place at the right time. You don't give yourself the internal acknowledgement of your accomplishments. You think others overestimate your intelligence and abilities. Wow. Does this sound familiar? Do you question why you were honored with an award or a raise or a promotion? Do you feel like sometimes you don't deserve the position you're in? Or maybe you feel like you don't belong to work alongside the credentialed engineers and architects. Who are you? Just a marketer without any initials after your name. Do you have feelings of anxiety or self-doubt and worry immediately after submitting an important proposal or sent the team off for the shortlist interview. You may have these thoughts and feelings even though those around you believe in you, honor your position, and have complete confidence in your ability. You may experience these thoughts in different ways and at different times throughout your career. The thoughts and stories you tell yourself are going to be different when you first start in your career um, start, and when you're first starting at working at your first job. And then you'll have different thoughts, let's say, when you get promoted. 
And I can say this because I have experienced this. I have experienced these thoughts, feelings, and anxiety throughout the last 15 years of my career. I just didn't know what they were until a few years ago. I didn't have a name to put to it, nor any ways to help myself to reframe my thoughts or to not feel this way. And that's why I felt compelled to talk about this. If I can just help you a little bit, then that's worth it to me. And that's my big why. I don't want working moms and dads who spend so much of our time away from our kids and families to yet have more anxiety and angst. I want this time you devote to your career to fulfill you, to build you up, to empower you so that you can be a better mom, a better dad, husband, or wife. And imposter syndrome is one thing that just eats at our mental capacity. So let me spend a few minutes a few minutes telling you how this has showed up in my life, in my career. And this way you can hear about some specific examples that may resonate with you or sound familiar. Um, So like, you know, I started out in the industry, like so many of you, I was a marketing coordinator at a transportation engineering firm. It was a larger national firm and I was located in the South Florida offices. There were about 30 marketing professionals who worked at the firm across the country And I knew nothing about the industry when I started. So I spent the first year or two learning as much as I could from any other marketer in the company that would talk to me. I was a newbie. And looking back, I thought, I think of this as my favorite time because the expectations for me and myself were so low. But however, a few years into the job, I was asked to present at a firm-wide national marketing retreat. Wait, what? I was maybe two to three years into our industry and I was asked to present our office's proposal process to 30 plus marketers who have years of experience on me. Who was I? What was I going to be teaching them? Wouldn't I just be telling them something they already know? I set up my proposal process from the information they gave me. And that's when I first experienced imposter syndrome but I didn't know it at the time. I know it now looking back. I spent so many hours and sleepless nights preparing that presentation. I practiced it a million times. I was so nervous that my hands were shaking when I finally did give the presentation. And my stomach still gets a little queasy when I think back on it now. So have you ever had to give a presentation to your peers about what they do too? Talk about feeling like a fraud. And so that was my first experience. I remember feeling like an imposter. So I've had some more recent experiences too, including several moments at my last job. I was a director of marketing and business development for an architecture engineering firm that was roughly about 300 people at the time. I had a team of a dozen or so marketers, and I was also responsible for leading the business development strategies for six different market sectors. And I was recruited into this job from their headhunter who reached out to me via LinkedIn. And she told me about the company. And at that point in my career, I had only worked for transportation engineering firms. And this firm was anything but. That was like the one market they weren't in. They worked in almost every vertical market, including design design facilities for NASA and Universal Studios. Both of those markets I knew nothing about. At that time, I was about seven years into my career, and I had just sat for my CPSM exam, and I was waiting for the results. Um, And that's when I went to go interview for the firm, and I was so nervous. What could I possibly offer this firm that they don't already have? 
And I think that's where imposter syndrome really gets different for men and women. Um, and it really could hold women back from taking new opportunities. While there's not a ton of research on imposter syndrome, the research that has been done shows that it this imposter syndrome predominantly affects high-achieving women and people of color more than our male counterparts. And because we have these imposter thoughts running through our head, women may not feel like they can take on new opportunities or maybe they need to wait until they have the proper, quote unquote, proper experience or credentials. Whereas men who aren't feeling these imposter feelings, you know, just take these, they already have the thoughts that they already feel qualified and take these new opportunities sooner or without less thought or anxiety. So back to my story. So I pushed through the interviews and I had several interviews with that firm and they offered me the job and I accepted. I was scared to death, but it was my husband who pushed me. His confidence in me made me take the job. And if I wasn't married or had that strong ally building me up, telling me that I could do it, that I had the right experience or I had enough experience, I wouldn't have taken it. And who knows what would have happened with my career path. So then I I experienced it again a few a few years later, this time in my personal life. Um, I decided to join a run club and was, quote unquote, peer pressured into signing up for a half marathon. I was dedicated to the training and I finished the race in less than three hours, which is a pretty good time for a first timer. However, at the end of the race, when folks were telling me way to go and good job and that's amazing, I had thoughts running through my head that were well, I did intervals, so I walked and ran it, or the weather was amazing, so that made it easier, or it was only a half marathon, and my husband did the full one. Now, looking back on this now, I was crazy to think this. How many people can run 13.1 miles? Why didn't I just accept and celebrate my accomplishments? What the heck was wrong with me? So now I know I wasn't crazy, but I was experiencing imposter syndrome. I felt like a fraud. I wasn't really a runner because I didn't, I did intervals or I wasn't really a runner because my pace wasn't under a 10 minute mile, you know, but I did go on to run six more half marathons in the next two years. And while it's been a while since my last race, I now look back and call myself a runner during that time period in my life. These days, I'm just sticking to walking because I've had a few back issues, but that's a story for another day or another podcast. So take a moment. Do any of these stories or situations resonate with you? Have you felt like you shouldn't be working somewhere or hold a position or hold the position you do? Or does having a certain job title give you pause? These are signs you are feeling a little bit of imposter syndrome. And now that we've recognized it and learned a little bit about how it could show up in our lives, I wanted to share some strategies or some ways to reframe your thoughts to overcome it or to feel less like an imposter. First is to recognize that those people who don't feel like imposters are no more capable than you or I. They just think different thoughts than we do. And that's the good news because that means we can just think differently to not feel like an imposter. We have to pay attention to the thoughts running through our heads first. Then we can learn to reframe those thoughts to ways that those non-imposters think. 
So let's talk about how to do that. So first is to separate feelings from fact. There may be times that you feel like you aren't the smartest person in the room or you made a mistake so you feel dumb, maybe. It happens to everyone from time to time. Realizing that just because you feel dumb or stupid because of a mistake doesn't mean that you are dumb or stupid. It's just a feeling. So don't turn it into a fact. Another strategy is to really recognize those situations when you should feel fraudulent. And this kind of sounds counterintuitive, but if you're one of the first or the youngest or the few women or minorities in your office or even in the conference room, it's only natural that you would sometimes feel like you don't totally fit in. Instead, take your self-doubt as as a sign of not your lack of skill, but recognize that it might be a a completely normal response to being an outsider. And that's okay. It's normal to feel like that. So another strategy is to develop a new script. And your script are those thoughts that are constantly running through our heads. They may start to trigger when we feel the imposter syndrome start coming on. So when you start to like so when you start a new project or a new initiative, instead of thinking, wait till they find out I have no idea what I'm doing, try a new script like Well, everyone who starts something new feels off base in the beginning, and I may not know all the answers, but I'm, I'm smart enough to find them out. And that's what I've been telling myself, especially this is a new podcast. I don't know how to podcast. I'm just, I'm smart enough to, to find the resources and to take the courses to teach myself, but then I'm going to do it. And so, and everybody starts out a little rough when they start a new podcast. So that's the script I'm running through my head. And then our uh, another tactic is to stay focused on others and remember that it's not about you. And I find this one especially helpful for me personally. Being stuck in imposter syndrome is really about your ego. When you're fixated on your feelings of being an imposter, you're completely focused on you. Instead, get focused on serving others. Make the people you work with happy. This includes both your marketing team and the technical staff you often collaborate with. When you focus on providing value to others, you'll get out of your own head. And remember, it's not actually about you and your circumstances. It's about how you can deliver for your boss, for your team members, and for your firm. And then lastly, phone a friend. Share what you're feeling with trusted friends or mentors. People who have more experience can reassure you that what you're feeling is normal and knowing others have been in your position can make it seem less scary. And that's why I spent so much time at the beginning of this episode to share some of the times I felt imposter feelings so you can relate to my experiences. So let's recap those tactics again. So from the top, it was, it was to separate feelings from fact recognize those situations when you feel fraudulent, develop a new script, stay focused on others and remember it's not about you. And then lastly, phoning a friend. And so remember, as we close out today, remember that everyone experiences moments of doubts and that's normal. The important thing is to not let that doubt control your actions or non-actions that may hold back your career or contributions to your firm. 
The goal is to not is not to never feel like an imposter. That will happen. But I did want to share some ways to reframe your thoughts to talk yourself out of those feelings faster. It's okay to have an imposter moment or two, but I don't want those moments to hold you back on achieving more. So how do you push back on that voice in your head that makes you feel like an imposter? I want to hear from you. And tell me if any of these strategies help you too. Share your experiences in the comments over at the show notes page. You can find that show notes page page over at marketerstakeflight.com forward slash four as in episode four. So again, that website is marketerstakeflight.com forward slash four, the number four. And I would love to hear how these tips have helped you. And if you've liked this episode, please subscribe to the Marketers Take Flight podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And bye for now. Well, hey there, overachiever. That's right. I'm talking to you who listened to this episode until the very end. And because I know you are an A-plus marketer, I want to extend a special invitation to join the Marketers Take Flight co-working community. This community is made up of other rock star marketers, and we provide support, tools, and resources to each other. I encourage you to join today. You can find it over at marketerstakeflight.com forward slash community. Again, that's marketerstakeflight.com forward slash community. I can't wait to see you over there.